Missy D. Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm -hmm. I think we haven't yet reached episode 30, but we're not far from it, you know. And uh, I'm quite kind of impressed with myself thinking, God damn it, you lasted that many episodes. You didn't give this up as I normally do with all the things that I do in my life, as you all know. No oxygen, by the way. Ha ha. Uh, it is right next to me. And if I do get healthy puffy, I will put it on. But at the moment... I'm doing slightly better than I was last week. Last week was very bad. I I went to see my GP yesterday um, and annoyed the F out of me. Uh, he's amazing. I love him, as you know. I've been singing his praises on the last podcast here. Um, and then I went to see him yesterday and he started to annoy me. His name is Dr. Peter Hastings. And he's such a good looking doctor. So good looking. I mean, just looking at him makes me feel better. <laughs> So you remember last week when I said to you, uh, he's on annual leave and I took my own life into my own hands and started drugging myself up with antibiotics <laughs> and went back on my my leftover pills of blood pressure tablets. So I went there yesterday. I was like, Doc, man, what's going on? And he's like, well, it could be this and it could be that. It could be long COVID. It could be post-Covid. It could be your lungs are getting worse. It could be that your body is just adjusting to it. It could be your heart has had more pressure and therefore you're on blood pressure. I'm like, you're doing my head in, mate, although I never told him that. And so <laughs> I kind of left there going, screw you. I can sort this out myself. And that's pretty much uh, what I'm doing now. So I wouldn't say I'm back on the whole healing journey. I am doing a bit here and a bit there. But oddly enough, uh, the next, no, no, the same day, the same day, uh, I got a call from, well, not a call, a message from Mina Kamari. And I haven't talked to her for ages. And I spent a, a good hour and a half to two hours, about two hours, I think it was, uh, talking to Mina, who sorted my head out. She's like, what the hell are you doing, Missy? And she told me a few home truths. I'm like, do you know what, Mina? You are right. Sitting here thinking that everything that I'm doing is going to change my life. And clearly my life hasn't changed. So why are you doing the same freaking thing, woman? I'm like, Leh? <laughs> so we come up with some 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 strategies, not strategies, but um, some things that I can do that are within me that I am sat on and farting on and just left there just to rot. When I have all that underneath me, I'm sitting on it like a big fat goose and I, I need the balls to pull it out and get on with my shit. And um, I'm not going to say anything more than that, but let's just say that um, it wasn't just about, you know, getting on with it. Loads of other stuff uh, we spoke about. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, uh, she's an amazing, amazing uh, 
um, life coach. She's is she a life coach? She is a body confidence coach, actually. But I would say she borders on life coach, borders on possible shrink, although she claims not to be shrink and she she isn't a trained shrink. So obviously she she can't take on your your shrink duties. My shrink, my shrinky friend has gone on a big holiday. Big. (laughs) It's very difficult to lock her down nowadays. Uh, You know, I used to get the weekly hellos. How are you? Are you okay? And they were genuine. They'll say from the heart. And I used to be like, wow, you know, this person really cares about me every uh, twice a week, at least twice a week, minimum twice a week. Sometimes if I got lucky, it would be more. Uh, But I'd always always expect her. How are you? Are you okay? How are you doing? Nowadays, nada. Guchini. Kalas. (laughs) I'm often going, hello, shrinky friend. Where are you? And she's like, I am busy for you, too busy. And I'm like, okay then. And yeah, she's just, she's gone AWOL. Um, and she tends to kind of go to different countries and she doesn't come back for a long, long time. Uh, so I am missing my shrinky friend. But, um, you know, this is what we always say as humans, don't we? Like, uh, and sometimes we say it and we don't mean it. And sometimes we say it and we do mean it. Uh, half the time people say it and don't mean it. You know, like when you say like, you know, um, we're really good friends. Say if you're speaking to someone like we're really good friends and, uh, you know, who knows how long this is going to last. And it could last maybe five days, five years, a lifetime. And and, and, and internally you're wishing, I hope it lasts a lifetime. You know, what's the point of having this friendship for five years or five days or, or whatever? But things change. People change. Circumstances change. Life changes. Life takes over and uh, it's nothing stays the same. And you read that everywhere, don't you? Or you hear it everywhere. Nothing stays the same. Everything is always moving. Everything in the whole world is moving. You know, everything is a vibration. We are all conscious consciousness. Um, And that's pretty much what's happened with the shrinky friend. Um, You know, it went on and on and on and on the same kind of pattern. And that pattern is now gone. I wouldn't say it's broken. Is it broken? Uh, probably is. Yeah, it's probably broken. But it's all good in the hood because uh, she's got shit to do. And I've just left it to it. I'm that kind of person now. I never was that kind of person. But I think I've changed into a kind of um, calmer kind of koi uh, bhatani kind of person. You know, if you're busy, you're busy. What can I do about it? I'm not going to sit here going, oh, my God, they haven't messaged me. They never call me. They didn't uh, say this to me. They didn't say that to me. They haven't got time for me. They've only got time for people, other people in their lives. Been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. Boring, 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 boring. Uh, with that kind of attitude in life, you're never going to get anywhere, are you? You've got to be a bit more kind of giving, uh, forgiving, giving, forgiving. And what other word is there that it can use? Um... The word I know is on the end of my tongue, but I can't get it out. You need to be a bit more understanding, understanding of life and its circumstances and humans around you. None of none of them owe you anything. That's what I've learned uh, over the many years that I've been studying humans. Talking about studying humans as I'm doing this podcast right now, I see the window cleaner cleaning the opposite per- people's house, the Kelsey house. And I swear, I don't know how he even does it, man. Honestly, I'd shit my pants going up those uh, roofs. He's standing on the roof and uh, 
it's still pretty old school still isn't it it's pretty old school how window cleaners kind of he's still using one of those they scraper things for the windows he's put in a like yeah what's it called like foam on it and then he's got a cloth he's doing it all by hand and this is this kind of reminds me of you know when i grew up where we used to have like chimney sweepers window cleaners milkmen and uh, butchers and those were those were days uh, that i really 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 remember and i kind of am going to dip in and out of that today because today on my podcast the journal of missy d 4.0 excuse the branding i know it sh- should say 4.0 but to be honest i'm a lazy cow every time i sit here i'm like yeah i'm going to change that branding can i be bothered well, not really, because I have to pull out the PSD, you see, the Dr. PSD, and then I've got to change the wording. Then I've got to make it into a JPG, <laughs> all the technicalities. Do you know, I'm a geek. I'm a complete geek and I am being wasted. Uh, I have a friend and I do a couple of things here and there, just stupid things, not stupid things. They're things that she can't do. And I will kind of, uh, she'll be like, can you do this for me? And I'm like, yeah. And then she comes back and goes, how the hell did you do that in like 10 seconds? <laughs> I'm like, it's easy. Duh. She's like, no, mate, it would take me five days to do that. But I really enjoy doing stuff like that. And I enjoyed learning and grafting and doing lots of just amazing stuff. And I can do everything. There's nothing that I can't do. And if I can't do, I would learn how to do it. So what I'm saying is being a disabled bitch is, be- <laughs> is being wasted to the world. So I have decided I'm no longer going to be a disabled beep. I'm going to work on getting out there and building my brand. Now, I know I've had the whole issue of who am I? Am I Missy D or am I Ritu? Well, I'm both. Uh, And I'm trying to morph, not morph. I'm trying to bring Ritu out a bit more because Ritu Bajadi hasn't had a good life. (laughs) Missy D has. So I've put a lot of focus on being Ritu. And it's been amazing. It is amazing being Ritu because Ritu now is coming out more and more and more. And she's really enjoying the fact that she's um, she's being noticed, if you know what I mean. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> you're on the wrong podcast, mate. <laughs> Jog on to the other, the other life coaches. This is not life coaching. This is just me, my life and my bequest. The shit that comes out of my mind, through my heart out of my mouth that's the that's the sequence it goes in so it can actually sorry wrong out of my heart it goes from heart to mind to mouth yeah 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 that is what happens yeah <laughs> i do miss talking like that when we used to do eftr there used to be a lot of the um the delegates yeah they would be from india <laughs> and I'm not laughing at them. I'm just laughing at my stupid accent. But I love talking like that. Have I told you before that, you know, I'd, if I ever found a man, I'd love for him to be from India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would I like to go in India, live in India? Yes, I would. Only, only, only if it is higher class. So, uh, you know, something a bit like, you know, that if you ever watched um, Made in Heaven and the end and that, that house. Oh. <gasps> Something like that with, you know, servants' quarters, drivers, cooks, about five different cooks. I went to India many, many years ago. My cousin, Bubbly. <laughs> the Indian names are the best, aren't they? What are we going to call her? Bubbly. <laughs> Gogi. <laughs> That's what they're called. 
Their names were are. Hold on. Bubbly, <clears throat> my elder cousin, who is my mum's stepbrother's daughter. My my mum's stepbrother had four kids, who are my cousins, obviously. Uh, so, Bubbly, Nita, Goggy, Kiki. <laughs> but they've also all got their own full registered names. Honestly, it's just it's mental how <laughs> Asian people operate and have been um educated and not even educated what's it called uh god it's oh god budana is in my head and if you're thinking what is this budana oh my god is the best 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 ever i'm gonna have to play it for you in a minute right and i'll describe it to you so you're gonna have to <laughs> imagine it oh what's no what was that word i was thinking of Oh gosh, uh, 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 I forgot now. Trail of thought gone. I'm doing it again, Anna. I'm, I'm doing the Missy Flitty thing. Missy Flitty. Missy. I was going to say something. I remind that that rhymed with Flitty begins with a K. Never mind. Goi badni. Tika na baji. Right. So let me tell you about Puta na. Ah. So I have, I, I just call her my sister-in-law. She's not my sister-in-law. She's my, my baby sister's sister-in-law. <laughs> and she lives in Derby, meaning Derby. And her name is Ranch. She won't mind me saying because she's an avid listener of the podcast. She's one of my biggest fans. She really is. And I'm one of her biggest fans because she makes me laugh. So she sends me stuff on Instagram, right? <laughs> and the the recent one she sent me was absolutely mind blowing it's a guy on a <laughs> i'm going to i don't know if it's illegal for me to play this i'm going to do it anyway i mean what they're going to do shut me down so it's an instagram reel uh and there's uh so you got to imagine a man on a bicycle in the in the gullies of india you know what gullies are like the little back streets and stuff and he's parked out someone's house and on his back of his bike he's got bodhana Budana is fresh mint. So it's got piles and piles <laughs> of mint. Oh my God. It makes me laugh every time. You know, they say you need to laugh every day. <laughs> I need to play this every day. And it, I piss myself laughing. So it's basically him on the bike with the mint. It's not even, it's not even complicated. And then... <laughs> He's just going, Boudin. <laughs> and it's so funny. I've got to play a few. Hold on. But, but it's like, oh my God. It's like he's having an orgasm. <laughs> oh God. I sent it to my sister the other day and she pissed herself laughing too. <coughs> Where is it? Da, 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 da. Oh, there it is. It's. <laughs> oh, ready? Oh, hold on. Oh my god. 
Oh my god! Pudina! Pudina! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my! I've got I've got tears streaming down my eyes. I, I often cry, cry on these podcasts. Oh my god! But that is the best. You know, I sing to heal my lungs. Laughing is just as good for healing your lungs because I'm using lots of oxygen. Going to see if my oxygen's dropped. Uh, laughing probably has actually, or maybe it's increased. Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> What did you think? I loved it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> 81. is. It was 90 when I started. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, <laughs> maybe I'll put that on my Instagram page or something because it is off the Richter scale. There's nothing funny. It's just the way he's having and like he's like he's really turned on doing the pudana. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, I hope that made you laugh because it makes me laugh every single, every single time with that shadow of a doubt. And why was I saying I wanted to talk about uh, the uh, 70s and eight, well, more of 70s really, 80s start, things started progressing, I guess. <coughs> it's not, this, this is a serious matter that I wanted to talk about today. And it was about mental health. And mental health in South Asian communities and why we are called the bloody South Asian community. It just gets on my nerves how we are labelled South Asian, British Asian, BAME. What is all that bullshit about? I don't understand. Why can't we just be called whatever? <laughs> Human. Why can't? Why do we all need a label? It's ridiculous. Um, okay, fine. Then we need to sift who's here, who, who was born here, who was born there. But why is there a need for me as British born to be called British Asian? Tell me. Anyone got like a, a good, clever uh, answer to that? I was going to talk about white supremacy. So this might get a bit mixed up. Uh, and I thought, should I mix white supremacy with uh, mental health in the South Asian community? And I was like, nah, because it's going to because I've got a lot to say about white supremacy. Oh, what's that? Oh, dear me. Oh, I didn't take off my notifications. Better stop me notifications. One second. Sorry, that was my WhatsApp. So, yeah, I've got a lot to say about white supremacy. And the reason it kind of came up today is I was talking to a mate of mine. Right. And I'm not going to go into his story, but um, oh, I'm I'm apps. I'm going to have to ask him, actually, if it's OK to talk about his story, because his story is identical to my story in, in, in my I'm not, I can't say anything at the moment. I just can't say anything because I don't know how much he wants any of his story to be revealed. But I'll message him and see if I can talk about it on my next podcast. I was talking to him and I was like, why don't you get yourself an agent? He works in the media, by the way. And I was like, why don't you get yourself an agent to get yourself in mainstream media? Because you, my love, are good. You're just as good as me. I'm shit hot. I know I'm good at what I do. I just lost my mojo along the way because of mental health. Um, and I, I've been so 
far removed from the media world. And I chose to do that because of the mental health that I went through because of working for that industry. And I haven't been in that industry for, gosh, since around 2014-ish. So let's say, well, I say 10-ish years, 10-ish years. Uh, probably more. That was when I set up my radio station in 2014. So being in, in the shit of it all was around 2012, I'd say. So about 10, 11 years, whatever. And I was like, what you need to do, I guess, forget the Asian media industry. Um, it's all a load of shit. It's a load of bakuas. They all treat you like shit. And it's just been proven time and time again that they do. Right. And they treat people like monkeys. They pay them shit money. They give them no training and they don't give them no contracts. No contracts, no pensions. It's fucked. It really, really is, right? <laughs> Sorry about the language. <laughs> I do sometimes become mindful that my nephew in Upleads, <laughs> Yuvraj, UV, UV could be listening, um, but um, he just laughs when I, when I, when I uh, swear. So, yeah, and I was like, so why don't you get yourself an agent and forget the Asian market, go mainstream media. And, was, and I was honest, I was like, mainstream media, though, is exactly the same. Same politics, same bagwas, same backstabbing, same mental health, same, same everything. In fact, it's actually worse sometimes. Um, that's not worse. I think they're on par. The bullying, the harassment, the backstabbing, the jealousy, the wanting of your job because you are doing better than the other person, whatever. And he went, he goes, look. He goes, I've got an agent once and he goes, uh, firstly, they don't want you because you're Asian. So getting the agent first is hard enough because you're brown. And secondly, he goes, when I had that agent, he put me forward for something. And basically the gist of what they got back was that he's uh, not white enough. Yeah, honestly, honestly. And that is in this day and age, in 2023, where we think that this whole racism, white supremacy shit uh, does not exist, doesn't it? Hell, it really, really does. And I have vocally told you before how I grew up in the 70s, being called a Paki, uh, being terrorised by skinheads and people in school uh, call, calling me a fat packy, this, that and the other. And it was it was OK. There's the obligatory phone call for you every time on cue. It doesn't ring all day. It doesn't ring all day. Only when I do a podcast. And it's probably my mom for my mom. And it's probably will be the hunty. So, see, I was going to talk about mental health, but I think mental health and uh, white supremacy go hand in hand I reckon and the reason I wanted to talk about mental health today is when I came home um mum was like what are you doing tomorrow because I'm going to my uh, acupuncture with Emma tomorrow which I'm really looking forward to it'll be my second one and uh, I'm a bit a bit I'm a bit scared as well scared because when I saw her about a month ago, she goes, there's only one thing I'm asking you to do, Missy, is meditate one minute a day. One minute, one minute a day. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Emma, I will do that. Did I do it? Oh, I did it about six times. <laughs> but six times is better than no times, no? Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, I'm going to see her tomorrow. And then she goes, Fear, I goes, Fear, you've got an appointment. She's got an appointment at 2.30 for some injection somewhere. And because she's been chewing my head off. Make sure you're at home by two o'clock. I got the appointment. <laughs> Not that she even talks like that because you've heard my mom. She's got a proper English accent. But I like talking like this when I think about my mom. 
Oh, dear. And then she said, one of my cousins, uh, who I love dearly, who I've grown up with, very, very close to me. She's been suffering from, men from mental health on and off for years, on and off for years. Uh, something kicked it off quite a few years ago. And I remember she was really struggling at that point. Um, I think it was pre-COVID. And then over COVID, it didn't get any better. Um, actually, I think COVID made it worse. And then she was all right. And, but because of COVID, it's turned everyone's lives topsy-turvy, hasn't it? Not many people are now in contact as much as they used to be. Not much, many of us kind of have that same social kind of life that we used to with the cousins, with the friends, with the colleagues, with whatever. I mean, I have zero social life. And even the little bits of social life that are thrown at me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And then on the date, no, no, can't come. Sorry, not feeling well. Bye. <laughs> And I don't do it deliberately. I don't. But by the time I think about, oh, my God, I have to, gosh, go out tonight and it's freezing cold. I've got to go upstairs, have a shower. I'm one of those people. Sorry, if if I'm going out, I have to have a shower, even if, say, you know, because I get up late. So if I have my shower at 11 o'clock and I'm going out tonight at six o'clock, I'm going to start getting ready about four o'clock. I'm still going to go upstairs, upstairs four o'clock to have another shower, wash my hair put a fresh set of knickers on, uh, put uh, my gabbre on and then do my makeup, put my perfume on, do my makeup. I did, I've said makeup, haven't I? Hair uh, and and then go out. And then it's all knackering and all embarrassing because I've got to stick on my oxygen tank and I'm there panting and everyone's going, are you all right? And you're like, fuck off. Yes, of course I'm OK. Uh, 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 uh. And then uh, then it all comes off, uh, you know, when I'm sitting down the pipes come off and everything because when I'm sitting I'm fine like today you can see there's a massive improvement from last week uh my cousin she she I saw her oh couple of six weeks no yeah where are we November August September October November probably around August time I think yeah around August time August September something like that um and she was fine then I mean I mean who am I to judge on, on the exterior, she seemed fine. And then I'd heard, and then I was invited to a family event from her family side and she wasn't there. Uh, that was about four or five weeks ago. And um, we were like, what's happening? And she was like, oh, she's just not feeling well. Um, so, and today mom told me that she's now been hospitalised. She hasn't been able to uh, make, not make, she hasn't been able to, to get her mental health back into a place of where it was and things have deteriorated oh my good god how do i take off this notification thing i'll do it in a minute she's now in hospital and mom was like i'm gonna go and see her and i was thinking is it is it you know i mean someone with mental health problems do they want visitors in hospital but see asians don't understand that Asian parents don't understand that this girl, she's got mental health problems. We're going to turn up with a box of grapes and some flowers and go, oh, are you OK? Of course, she's not fucking OK. She's in hospital because she doesn't want to see anybody. She locked herself in a room for months and months on end because things aren't good in her head. But now they've put her in a, a, a hospital room. And they're all kind of like one one bindu after the other relative, basically, right, is going to give her apples and pears and bananas and boxes of chocolates and flowers. It doesn't really make sense. And that's what I wanted to talk about today, about mental health and the, and the Asian community. 
our, you know, our, our, our olds, our parents versus our lives and our lives from the 70s. And you'll only understand it if you're my age. If you're not, then the, try and understand it because you probably, if you're in your 30s, maybe your 20s listening to this, you had a very different life compared to me and people that are my age of probably um, uh, late 40s, early 50s, who were born in the 70s and the 60s and 70s, basically. Um, because even in India, I would say in India and here in the UK, having the Asian, con Indian, Indian, Asian connotation, Indian, Pakistani, whatever you want to call it, right? Bengali, blah, de blue, de blah. And talking about mental health isn't the, the done thing. And it's apparently called taboo. Taboo. It is a taboo subject. And we don't talk about it. And um, when mom told me about my cousin, and I was like, well, I'm glad they took it seriously. I mean, really, we shouldn't be even going to go and see her because I'm sure she doesn't want anyone to see her. On top of that, because she don't even recognize her own mum, right? So, I mean, but Asians don't get that. So back in the 70s, when people would say, do you know what? Um, I'm not feeling well or I can't do this. Quite literally, your grandma or your grandfather or your mum or your dad or auntie and uncle would literally just bitch slap you and say, oh, just get on with it. What are you moaning and groaning about? Mental health wasn't a thing in the 70s or maybe even 80s and obviously 60s. I wasn't even born in the 60s, but I'm sure you 60s kids will agree with me, right? That people were like, whatever. What do you mean? You, your your homework is making you feel discompopulated and you can't do it. There's no such thing as can't. And you'd literally get humiliated or bitch slapped in front of the whole family and just be barked at and say, just fucking do it. There was no kind of, oh, don't worry. Is Are you OK? Do you want to talk to somebody? Would you like to sit down and talk to me? Would you like a hug? Would you like me to help you in a positive way? Uh, do you reckon we can do this together? No, nothing like that. Nothing, 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 nothing. It was survival of the fittest and you just go and you 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 just get shit done. Nobody cared about your mental state of health. I have had a childhood where my mental state of health Trust me, trust me. I cannot describe to you how bad it was and how I've survived all of that and got through to today and looking back going, wow, for a kid, a young child to have gone through what I did and in my teenage years as well. Um, that was because of my home circumstances. That was because of my school circumstances. That was also uh, when I got even older, my radio career circumstances. The amount of battering and beating my mental health has taken. It's absolutely shocking how I'm still stood today. Right, I have gone to the darkness in March and I'm very happy to stand here and say, I went to the darkness. I went down. I fucking went down. I went to ground zero. I lost the plot. I am not ashamed because what's there to be ashamed of? I needed help and my shrinky friend was there. She saved my life because I remember the day when I said I want to jump off a, um, a building onto a uh, railway platform. And afterwards, she told me I took that seriously. 
I took it seriously. That's why I was sitting there at night chatting shit to you and making you laugh just to keep you awake and just to keep you occupied because she took me seriously. In those days, no one took you seriously. All you did was cry into your pillow. You'd cry into your pillow. You wake up in the morning and off you would go onward and onwards and upwards march. That's what it would be. And there was no kind of help in schools, um, in colleges or anything. Only now, now in my latter part of life, when I became a, uh, a supply primary school teacher, I did actually at one point become a proper a classroom teacher oh, bleh, for, for about five months. And that was it. <laughs> uh, but um, I was shocked when I used to, when I started working in schools going, hey, they've got all this like, you know, um, you had to have a, What's that thing that I had to have? I can't remember what it's called now to say that you don't harm children and stuff like that. You all know what you I know you're shouting at the radio, not a radio, the podcast. Um, what was it called? Ah, you need to get one of those things, don't you? Exemption things to even work in schools. And all the people that work with kids have to have that kind of thing as well. Um, then they have like procedures in place for children that are having mental health issues. And I'm not taking the piss, but I'm like, Wow. You know, little Johnny's got problems. He's going to go and some teaching assistant's going to take him and they're going to fill out a form and then they're going to go and see a shrink and then they're going to draw pictures and then they're going to do some baking and they're going to make them feel a lot, lot better. And by the time they get home, they would have talked to somebody and felt a lot better about life. Amazing. <laughs> if only those kind of procedures and uh, things were put into place in my, uh, in, in my days, Wow, wouldn't life be different now? It really, really would. But what I wanted to get to the bottom of is why don't us Asians talk about mental health? Well, number one is this taboo thing. Let's go to this taboo thing. What is fucking taboo? It's all. It's basically focused around law kakiakehinge. That loosely translated is what will people say? What will people say if people know that my daughter is mentally suffering and she then will be uh, judged and belittled and people will think, oh, my God, so-and-so's daughter, she has got mental health issues. She is bargle. Oh, my God, she is tarnished. What the fuck is that about? Why have people got this necessary inbuilt thing in them to judge others because the other person is suffering maybe suffering mentally maybe suffering physically maybe suffering emotionally people are so quick so quick to quick to point fingers and and i'm not saying that non-asians don't judge they judge too but it's a bigger bigger taboo subject within the south asian community so within like you know within asian families um everything is all prim and proper so what happens in Asian communities and Asian families is you could all be screaming and shouting and being a piece of shit to each and every one of you. Proper dysfunctional in the family. The minute you got a ding dong at the door and there's, there's someone that walks in, it's all like proper prim and proper. It's like, yeah, we don't fight. Come here, putter. Come here, bitter. Let's show the world that you are prim and proper. And we have no mental health issues in, in this um in this family and stuff you know so that is one thing that that has to change and and that's just not the only change that needs to be made uh, the sort of the um of the of the older generation the parents generation the but you, you can't really change it can you you can't it's easy for me to sit here and say oh we need to change everyone's way of thinking I mean, you can't 
you can't but oh gosh the stigma attached to having mental health issues that is a shame that so many families always hide it always hide it to the world or not even just mental health issues say like if there was some kind of uh, violence going on within the family they hide that and all of it is hidden for one thing and one thing only it comes under the umbrella of shame what will people say about our family it will bring shame to our family name and it really really needs to stop so i mean i think the younger generation now parents like my sister's age in their 40s 30s 40s with children 20s 30s 40s are actually um now more open to um speaking more openly uh, to their children and um and, and, and normalizing the fact that you know if you're having a bad day then there's nothing wrong with that you know if uh, someone's hitting someone then there is something wrong with that um kind of thing so but back in the day we could all hit each other and everything and uh, the parents would be laughing going ha 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 she's hitting her he's hitting her very good very good you keep fighting <laughs> you know it was just different then it was very 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 different and uh, nowadays although things have moved on we are still living living under this cloud of it's not cool it's not good but on the flip side there's so many people now coming out uh, celebrities um known entities your friends and your colleagues a, a lot of guys a lot of men are now saying do you know what i'm happy to cry in front of you i'm not feeling good and my life is pretty shit at the moment and i'm living in, in a dark place at the moment and, and i want to talk about it and it is it, good that there is more of that why because it's become more more kind of yeah it's okay to speak and stuff so oh mental health though can still be a taboo um but as you can see is also being more and more addressed it's all swings and roundabouts isn't it really you know like if we went on to the subject of white supremacy uh, which I probably might do my next podcast on in one way you think oh gosh who's that sorry people man sorry so i just don't know what's going on today you've had did you have the dog barking no you've had though the telephone you've had the notifications you've had the whatsapp <laughs> that was my cousin millie millie calling from america in california <laughs> she works for food for less and she calls me every day you know she don't call me every day she calls me a couple of times a week and gets really annoyed that my mother doesn't answer her phone but she's got some what kind of whatsapp problem Anyway, I've got microphone problems now as well. I really don't know how today's podcast has kind of made it through to the end because I'm going to have to cut it off here now. It it's pretty terrible. I have considered uh, to do it again and it, you, I don't know whether you'll get the new version of this or you'll get this version. It is Wednesday and I do need to get on with the editing, but oh my god, it's been a bit crazy. I hope I got my point across uh, about you know, do you know what bottom line is this right if you come across someone who tells you that i need to speak to someone i'm not feeling good in my head i don't know what's going on i think i've got mental health issues or i'm feeling sad and i just want someone to talk to me to listen to me uh, to hug me and say it's all going to be okay um please just listen to them listen to them without judgment listen to them without giving your opinion don't sit there going oh, well i think this and i think that maybe you could do this maybe you could no 
just don't do that. Just just listen to them. Just sit beside them and listen to them. Let them cry. Let them shout. Let them scream. Let them do what the hell they got to do, man. I promise you the service you are doing to humanity, uh, you will be blessed. That's all I ask. Yeah, uh, because that's what all of us want. We just need someone to listen to us and we can always get through mental health with a little help from a genuine friend. And I'm saying genuine friend because some really aren't and I'm not being a complete kutti, but some aren't right. But some are. And hopefully there'll be more genuine than non-genuine friends out there that make time for people and not just sit there and just listen to them. And, and that's it. Piss off and never talk to them again. You've got to maintain your friendship, man. You've got to come back and say, are you OK? How are you feeling now? Are you OK? A bit like, you know, my shink shrinky friend who's now gone, disappeared into the darkness somewhere. But I'm sure uh, she'll be back uh, when she finds her feet again, because I know I'm mindful that she's got a lot going on in her life. So um, let, let, let's just let her kind of go around, go around the world like Lisa Stansfield being around the world tonight. I was it. Nah, 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 nah. I don't know. And I don't know why. Why he's gone away. Nah, 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 nah. Anyway. Anyway, bad singing. I'll catch you later. Take care, be good, until we speak again. Ha! See, the jalapeno, my Dean. See you.